your skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. Nice hand, Crispo. Crispy Crispo's Halloween special. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, this is, um, it's October. You know, it's a very, it's a, it's just, the, it's the best time of year. It's your boys for the 50 special. <laughs> so we're here, we're doing, uh, I know, like, today isn't Halloween, I know, like, I get it. But it is the party day that most people are going to be partying most for Halloween because Halloween falls on a fucking Tuesday. That's so lame. It's it's pretty bad, yeah. Like, I don't even... What am I going to do on a Tuesday night? Like Sleep. Yeah, like... Drink. Smoke a blunt by myself in my basement. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, that's, that's what my Halloween looks like. But that, that Halloween weekend, which is what this episode... 50th episode Halloween hey. special... A... We, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get lost that entire weekend. That entire, that four-day weekend for me, I'm just gonna, like, fucking party every day, man. It's gonna be nuts. I'm ready for your Snapchats. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time. I'm hoping there are a lot of cool costumes this year, because, you know, these, these parties sometimes, like, people don't try as hard, you know? <laughs> me. There's always a me and a you. And yeah. then there's the ones who don't even put any... They're just, like, in their normal outfits. I'm there with, like, a store-bought $20 costume, and you're like, I spent four months on it. <laughs> I uh, I bought my Jason stuff mm-hmm. three weeks before Halloween, and I finished working on it three weeks before Halloween. <laughs> so I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm usually... You know, believe it or not, I'm usually ready for Halloween by August. <laughs> This year was, I was I was a little uh, I was a little late. It didn't happen in August because I didn't know what I wanted to be yet. And everyone I talked to, they told me, and the, and this is like coming straight from like Franz McBoohoo, for example. He I think verbatim said, "You don't want to be the Pennywise at every Halloween party this year." And I was like, "Why not? Just because it's mainstream." Just because it is mainstream now. There were um, so many Pennywises at Comic-Con. Like, there's just... There just, were? Like, okay, so there I expected were? one or two, right? Every single line I was in, there was at least one dude holding a red balloon. And there was always one dude wearing the outfit. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's definitely gonna... I'm scared it's gonna be like a mini Deadpool thing where it all of a sudden blares up and... I'm so glad I got Deadpool out of the way before Deadpool happened. Yeah, because like, it's crazy now. I'm so, like, I'm so glad that I got, like, my version out there because now it's like... Lycra or movie, there's no in between. If I were to wear my Deadpool costume now, people would be very confused. Um, because it's all it's all homemade. All my stuff is homemade. I, I try to do things with this like homemade approach. So I told myself like if I were to do a homemade it, almost like a variant on the new one, but like like a, like my version of yeah. it. I told myself like it would look different and it would look fun. And then you know he told me, don't don't be the clown at at everyone's Halloween party this year. And I, you know, I couldn't help but be like, you know what, you're right. I don't want to be the Heath Ledger Joker at everyone's Halloween party. Yeah. Um, you, I don't know, man. I think you should do it next year when it's died down just a little bit. When it's died down a little but bit. But people are still also, hyped for And next it's also ready for the next movie in 2019. Perfect in between. Yeah, that's a pretty good moment. And I told myself, like, hey, if I really sat down and sewed that entire costume, it would probably look pretty fucking good. I've seen your handiwork so, with um, Scarecrow. It looks great. Yeah, I'm... 
oh man, I've been adding little things to that costume as well for every con I go to. I just add something new. Um, I have a giant tattered cape now oh, cool. with the costume. So now it's like I'm a fucking looming shadow that just creeps behind people with my needly fingers. Um, Instead of needles, you should do Twizzlers. Twizzlers. So people, you can just be like, hello, so, and, and then they stick them it. in their mouth. Yeah, and then they essentially yeah, eat it. Yeah, that's good. Happy Halloween. So we are here. Episode. Dogs. We made it 50 episodes, man. Yeah, hot dogs would be good. Fully cooked touch hot my dogs. And touch my wiener. We, um... We made it. Boy. We made it to fifty episodes. This is your third episode. It is. I I always love having you back. It's Gestalt, folks. Hey boys, it is me, the L- Gestalt. Lots of pasta. Episode fifty, Halloween special, part one, uh, side A, Halloween side A. I'm calling it. Beautiful. Um, because we got Django Phillips on Halloween side B. Heck yeah. Coming out next Friday with the after Halloween Halloween special. Mm. This is the pre-Halloween Halloween special. And then you need the after one. And then the after. Yep. So this one, the stories I got for today are catered for getting ready for that Halloween madness. Pump it up, boy. That Halloween fever, which you, you will understand very shortly. But I do have to start Halloween special by asking you some, some questions. Do it, you do know, it. It's not a special unless I get your personal opinion on things and we and we divulge in some some fact, some 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 actual shit. Yeah. So Let's get into actual, the thick juices. actual shit number one. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to do in when, you know, when October, you know, it's coming down the pike, it's fucking Friday the 13th, uh, in October for the first time. This is an extra spooky October. What is your favorite Halloween-y thing to do? Honestly, in this, my favorite... In the fall season. Yeah, my favorite thing is to prep by watching... I start out by watching horror movies I know, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I start with some Jasons and Freddies, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. Not that I don't enjoy them, but I enjoy them obviously more in concept, like what they've become as an icon mm-hmm. more than the individual movies. And then I move on to like my more favorites, like 30 Days a Night or Trick and Treat. Fuck yeah. And, I was just telling Django, yeah. I, every, every actual Halloween, I sat down and watched Trick or Treat. It's so good. It's such a good movie. And just looking at those movies, like that movie is, I think, 2008 or 9, and it holds up so well to me mm-hmm. because it's just tales. Like, it doesn't it's matter timeless. if it's 100 years old. Yeah. It's just tales, and it doesn't matter what era it's set in because they're just so enjoyable, and they got great actors and actresses for it from, like, things that are popular. You ever uh, you ever read the... um? the follow-up comics no but i saw that they made them and i was very excited to look into them are they it's, good it's either um i've only read a couple and it's honestly the sam related ones because i just love sam sam's amazing um but there were there were i think six to eight issues okay. and i think they're all either prequels or sequels so it's either a follow-up to what happened in the movie mm-hmm. or it's um prior i spo- definitely have to read up to it spoopo stories I fucking love Trick or Treat, man. It's it's probably... I would like to think that I watch Hocus Pocus every October. Can't go wrong with Hocus Pocus but, either. But I know for a fact, I always watch Trick or Treat every October. Yeah. At some point. Um, I would like to think it's usually at, at a Halloween party or on Halloween if I am by myself. Yeah. Because for the last couple of Halloweens, I think Halloween has just fallen on like a weekday where people aren't doing it. Yeah, they don't want to. Yeah. So, um... It starts with that. 
And then yeah. after yeah, I watch movies, I know. Stages. Yeah. It's the movies I know, movies I like the movies I very much enjoy. Then I move on to this kind of awkward middle stage where I try to find new movies to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I usually pick up indie movies. Usually one or two of them you know are going to suck. And then yeah. if I can just yeah. find one good movie to add to the next year's repertoire, like repertoire, you know, like mm-hmm. that's that's what I want. And that stage is a little awkward because I usually try to get a friend and we watch. I mean, I've seen like random horror movies like Sorority Row or prom night or something where you're just like you don't know what it's gonna be you watch it and you like it or hate it and that's fine but then at the end i always try to pick up the ones that i got from the last year of the weird ones so i picked up i'm gonna be watching tonight the ah, this is it the sound animal makes it's it's it has to do with this woman it's like scandinavian or something and she's like 17 18 and she learns that she's a werewolf but but what's so unique about it is it's so raw and it feels like it's more about the characters than it is about being a werewolf <laughs> uh, what animals dream of or it's it's such a unique hero i pa- hadn't even heard of it well pause it for a second I'm gonna you're, you're fine it. you're fine the movie is when animals dream like i mean look at that art when animals dream that looks sick mm-hmm it's not in english but it's just yes yeah, no, I, I like i like foreign horror films and it is absolutely gorgeous guys if you have a chance when animals dream and it's not that, oh, this is the best movie, but it's so unique to our taste nowadays that it just that doesn't... That can be very surprising. Yeah. It's very surprising. It's not that it's the best have movie. You, have you seen um, Under the Shadow? The um, the Iran-Iraq gin horror film? No, so it's, it's on like, Netflix. It's like Babadook, but um, but Middle Eastern. It's very, it's very good. Yeah, so I heard of it, and it's on Netflix, and it's definitely, it's won awards, and people are saying it's really good. And I think that's a movie I should probably pick up this year. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, you know, what you just described is what I do all year round. I just, I tend to watch, you know, anything horror that I've, that I've n- never heard of, never seen, yeah. and people just put in front of me. Like, I watched um, A Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night. Fucking love that. I love that director and that soundtrack so much that I went out and watched Bad Batch afterward, and I, and I liked both of those movies. Probably not everyone's taste, but a girl yeah. who walks home alone at night is a, um, I want to say a, a Middle Eastern vampire story, but it's filmed black and white noir. Yep. Um, have you seen that one? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Um, and I love the soundtrack. But anyway, um, Bad Batch was fucking cool. Never heard of it. Um, th- it was the next movie that that uh, chick director made, and um, it's post-apocalyptic cannibals living in the desert. It's very oh, cool. It's very Mad Max without the Mad Max, but it's. I will say it's like a it's like an acid trip of a movie. That's awesome. It, it's it's it doesn't make a ton of sense. Doesn't have to. But I enjoy the journey. Um, yeah. Um, so what I do every Halloween? Yeah, I love to hear it. What I do every Halloween is I watch my most treasured and favorite spoopies. Yeah. That I can, uh, and I think that that's what I do every Halloween. Is focus, like focus. This yeah, this is the time. This is the time to rewatch Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hocus Definitely. Pocus, Trick or Treat, um, Sleepaway Camp, Frighteners. Oh my gosh, like I, I totally forgot about like Frighteners. I, I fucking love Frighteners so much. I love how unique um, it is for its time period. Peter Jackson. I didn't direct, even know that. Director of the fucking Lord of the Rings movies. I didn't know he made Frighteners. Frighteners is a, a hidden gem, especially people that <laughs> want to back. To the future movie <laughs> but it's horror themed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, very true um yeah but i you know i use i use the season to just get more and more hyped so yeah. recently it's like uh my halloween this year 
is now I am sitting down mm-hmm. to rewatch all the Hellraisers cool. and rewatch all the Halloweens. Awesome. Because I've never seen any Halloween movie. I like the Halloweens. I like Halloween one, and I thought three was very interesting, but they are very disconnected. Okay. And I'm excited that um, Carpenter is backing uh, Danny McBride's Halloween script that he wrote. I heard about for that. the new Halloween but that apparently takes place. Uh, I think it might retcon two and three. It's the same actress, um, I thought. Are they? Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, it's the original Scream, Scream, Scream Queen herself. Um, I always forget her name. Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. That's right. It's always a th- it's a it's the three namers. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Uh, she's coming back for that next one. That's so awesome. I I want to rewatch all of these. Um, and and you know. This is something people should know since, like, episode, like, four, since episode, like, ten, maybe. I don't really like the Hellraiser series. Yo, shout out. I like the idea of the Hellraiser series. I think what I, what I, what I know is that it's bullshit. (laughs) So it's hard for me to enjoy it because, like, I was already talking with you uh, about Clive Barker earlier. Is that Clive Barker is great in an aesthetic sense, falls apart when it comes to any kind of plot or developmental characters. Great aesthetic, though. Everything will look super nightmarish and creepy. Um, I think that's the issue with horror in general, is a lot of times the icons that we have aren't because they're amazing. Like, for me, as much as I'm like, yo, Freddy, yo, Jason, a lot of times the movies themselves fall apart easily for me compared Mm -hmm. to if I watch, like, you know, Sinister, or if I watch um, Event Horizon or something. True. Where the whole movie, like, I love the plot all the way through. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm really enjoying Uh, it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite experiences. Yeah. Yeah. When I watch Freddy uh, or Jason in a movie, it's more like, this is fun. Yes. No, I do. I I leave my film critic outside. I have to. When I'm I'm watching uh, Halloween season movies. Yeah, because they aren't which is as good. what I'm which is what I am doing mm-hmm. with Hellraiser and Halloween. This good is luck. my first good time. Luck. They're they're bullshit and I know they are going into it. So you know I'm gonna I'm gonna roll them up, I'm gonna order some pizza and I'm gonna fucking sit down and I'm gonna get these guys. I'm gonna get out of there. You wanna join? You wanna join sometime? Yeah. Um what do you what you've never seen Halloween movies. I I've never seen Halloween a, ones. Yeah, say the Halloween for me. I've never I've watched Hellraiser. I don't know if I could do it again. I love the idea, like we talked about, but mm-hmm. I've never seen Halloween. I know that they definitely just feel like kind of a little bit of BS to me because but I wanna feel it. Because you can't knock See, it until you try the it. The Halloween if if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. Halloween precedes Friday the 13th by only a couple of years. Oh, wow, okay. But they themselves are the prime originators of what I would consider a walker stalker, like someone who walks, mm-hmm. does never runs, never anything to catch up to their victims, and just somehow always gets them in the end, and always mm-hmm. just, you know, silent, emotionless... Uh, immovable, like fighting something unhuman, but it is very much human, and that's you know gonna rewatch. You know they're like, oh man, there are so many Halloween movies, and they are all just the same shit over and over again. Oh my god! Where at least the Friday the Thirteenth was like, we killed him. Oh no! Through random happenstance, he came back to life. Like that makes sense. Every Halloween, and you know I'm saying this, I haven't watched. I would say I was probably 13 the last time I rewatched most of the Halloween movies. Um, so now it's like 12 years later. It's going to be a rude awakening. 
I remember almost all of them ending with someone shooting him multiple times. He lands on ground, and then they go back to look at the body, and he's gone. So no effort into the ending? None. But the first one, it's poetic. In the first one, it's poetic because it's like, we killed him, and then the twist is like, Bennett, 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 and like you look outside, body's gone, Bennett, like... And but after the first movie, end. don't and then, do it again. And then they continue to do it for the next, like, ten movies. That sounds awful. Yeah, man. Let's let's, get, let's do it. Um, yeah. I'm excited, yeah. So this is the Halloween special. I hope everyone is having, a, you know, a happy Halloween Friday. Um, I told myself that if I was going to replace our original intended 50th, which is going to become, you know, I'm for the people who were a part in it, they know it was difficult. Um, it'll come back as a bonus episode. Awesome. There is a bonus episode. Lots of Pasta now has a lost episode, unfortunately. It is a ranting, sprawling group podcast that I just didn't have time or the effort to edit. Um, I needed something more simple to replace it with, and what's better than landing on Halloween and being able to read Halloween related awesome, stories. Yeah. So to break in the Halloween bullshit, I'm I'm gonna start us off on a on a great first foot by reading us a one paragraph one troll pasta Halloween story. Get into it. <laughs> Sounds great to me. Uh it's really bad. It's called Dax Flames Spooky Halloween oh. Story. Man, that's already a bad name. One day, it was Halloween night, and a ghost was so hungry. So what did he do? He did what any ghost would do. Haunt people. So he walked up to Old Man Jenkins' house, and he said, Old Man Jenkins, do you want to play? Old Man Jenkins says, Who's creeching at my lawn? And the ghost said, ME! Old Man Jenkins was found later that night. That was good. That was amazing. That was that like... That was Dax Flame's spooky Halloween It was one of the story. greatest I've ever read. To start us off on the right... On the right note... Yeah. We got Dax... We got Troll Pasta Halloween time. Um, so that was bullshit. And I just wanted us to start off on the level of bullshit. Because now... I know you like your longer stories. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get into the longer Halloween story I had saved, which is called Halloween Fever. Yeah! Halloween Fever. This Man. one's from Reddit No Sleep. Um, I know nothing about these stories, but anything that says it's Halloween and fever related, um, God knows I relate heavily to that idea. That obsession of Halloween and the dark arts. And the dark arts. <laughs> the dark arts. Defense of the dark arts. I'm not sure when Abe first got obsessed with Halloween. Man, we should just replace Abe with... Okay. Uh, <laughs> crap, I can't say that. You can't say my name. It's Let's okay. Let's go back. Well, it's okay. I'm not sure when Abe first got obsessed with Halloween, but I knew about before we even started dating. Oh. I actually met him for the first time at a costume party. I was dressed as an apple. Nice. <laughs> this is a very good costume. This is, this is a good, good idea so far. <laughs> I was dressed as an apple, and he was dressed as Sir Isaac Newton, and I sat on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, and we're like, gravity at work. <laughs> and, uh, and by that, I meant I wore a red dress and a green hat. 
I threw it together last minute since my friend was the one dragging me to the party. It was dressed up as a werewolf stuck between wolf and man. That's kind of cool. That's badass. The amount of effort he put into his costume was remarkable. This is you, isn't it? <laughs> it is me. He even walked like a halfling and howled at incoming party guests. Something drew us together. Maybe it was our mutual hatred of candy corn. By the way, we could both down five bears without blinking. Whatever it was, it led to a first date, and within seven months, we got engaged. Dang. <laughs> Shit. And that, that's okay. It's going quick. The thing I loved most about Abe was his ambition. He was a business major with plans on starting his own company. He would design and produce Halloween-themed goods for haunted houses. He explained that more and more ordinary people were opening up their homes in the spirit of a good scare, and he wanted to support that by making unique and frightening products. Plus, he dreamed of having his own haunted house someday. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I adored his passion. That's pretty. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Goals. It's like he has these great goals, and whether or not he can do it as his major job, that's sick that he wants to follow them. We were married in May and pregnant by June. Dang. Fuck. It's <laughs> going ham on that life. Honest Abe. Abe decided to not use a condom. That is not what it said. <laughs> Abe decided to use the savings to buy us a nice little house right outside the city. The neighborhood was full of families and right next to an elementary school. Our neighbors were, to the left were Jake and Paul and a wonderful young couple who had small, two small children. Why am I dyslexic? We it's, bonded with them right away. All seemed fine except for one thing. Dirk. Dirk. Dark. My name Dark. Dark. Matt Damon. <laughs> Dirk lived to the right of us. He was a white man in his mid fifties. Oh fuck those guys. Oh, those white guys. Straight little white pasty, males. Little pasty white men. He took one look at her biracial family and nearly had a conniption. Is she Jewish? I don't know what she is. When he saw us walking or working in the yard, he would give the Nazi salute and wow. belly laugh as if it were the funniest thing he'd ever done. It wasn't just us he tortured. No one in the neighborhood liked him. He would leave his poor dog out in the rain all day, chained roughly to his porch. We should do the same thing to him. His, <laughs> his wife was a small woman who endured a vast vocabulary of insults day and night. If a kid's ball flew into his yard, he made a point to pick it up and carry it inside. It was almost like he tried to do everything possible to make himself hated. But oddly, there was a one-day exception to his cruelty. And that was Halloween. Boy. Our first year, it sounds like, you know, uh, the trick-or-treat segment where the guy's an asshole and then Sam teaches yeah. him a lesson and now he's not an asshole on Halloween. I think Sam, like, visits this guy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. One can hope. Our first year in the neighborhood, we got to experience Dirk's haunted house. Abe had been longingly planning one of his own, but it was simply out of our budget this year. So when we found out our loudmouth racist neighbor had one, we were more than a little shocked. We were having coffee with Paul and Jake on a cold October day when we heard about the event. He does it every year, Jake said, juggling their two-year-old, nearly spilling a teapot. It's his thing, but do you go? Abe asked, confused. Of course, Paul laughed. It's the one time a year when the man's demeanor actually matches the occasion. Plus, it's genuinely scary in there. He must work on the props all year, and he never uses the same thing twice. Paul and I were nervous to go at first, Jake admitted, but literally everyone in the neighborhood showed up. 
people even let their kids in there, and you know I wouldn't let either of mine near his house. It's just like Halloween is his or something. He can be as evil as he wants and it just works. Abe and I were still a little scared, and not in a good way, of Dirk's haunted house. But we decided to go and at least judge for ourselves. We got to the door and Dirk's wife was standing outside handing out tickets. She took one look at my pregnant belly and shook her head. Not for you, she said in a shaky, off-kilter tone. Why? Too, too scary, not want to risk the baby. She handed Abe a ticket and shooed me with her fingers. I'll go in and tell you how it was, I said. he said kindly. I'm sure it's terrible anyway. So I went home. I was a little disappointed, but being scared wasn't really my thing anyway. Abe came home around an hour later. He was frowning and looked awful. Babe, how was Dirk's house? His demeanor didn't change as he slumped down on the couch. In a sad, almost hurt voice, he replied, It was incredible. <laughs> Surprised, I urged him to tell me more. He had an entire room where blood poured from the walls. Okay. Animatronic ghosts jumping out at you when you least expect it. There was an empty cradle with a trail of blood. It was a perfect mixture of disturbing and downright scary. The best part was that the only time you actually had to interact with Dirk was when he was playing a torture victim. Watching him scream was so satisfying, <laughs> but it didn't make up for the fact that this jerk, this guy who is basically the epitome of all things asshole, is better at Halloween than I am. Sweetie, I laughed. I know you love Halloween, but just because Dirk makes a good haunted house doesn't make him better than you. Next year, I'm sure you'll knock it out of the park. He gave a small smile and I thought it was over. But it wasn't. Abe talked constantly about the perfection of Dirk's haunted house. He would make guesses at how things were put together. He spent his free time building prototypes to mimic Dirk's props or even improve upon them. This went on for months. A huge animatronic witch had taken over our living room. Robotic spiders prowled the hallway. Nope. The only room he didn't touch was the nursery. Easily the creepiest in the house. Yeah. But soon, we had a little one to occupy our time. Ophelia, mm. Fee for short, was born in March. You're just asking for that kid to die. Yeah. This is Shakespeare. It's like Don't she, do Ophelia. She, she kills herself. It's just pick any other name. Fantastic name. She was absolutely perfect. She was born with a full head of curly black hair. That's questionable. Maybe I had a bias, but I honestly never seen a more beautiful infant. Yeah, it's called bias. It's called bias. I loved her from the instant I held her in my arms. Abe was no different. We doted on our baby girl as much as possible. Abe was an excellent father. I loved to watch them interact. Abe was so gentle with her. His only flaw was his continued obsession with the haunted house. When he wasn't at work or playing with Fee, he was designing his perfect house for Halloween. We had a few f fights about him doing the creepy stuff around Fee. Soon he moved all the gear to the basement. He told me he would only bring it back out for Halloween. When October came, Abe was feverish with excitement. The plan, make a haunted house like nothing anyone had ever seen. Not only would it be scary while you were inside, but the fear would last for nights afterward. He wanted to really freak people out. Because nightmares. Make his exhibit unforgettable. I believed he could do it. With his imagination and engineering background, anything was possible. He started to advertise his haunted house a week or so before Halloween. I think his goal was to get as many people there as possible. He left flyers in people's mailboxes and under windshield wipers. He even left one for Dirk. That was a mistake. No sooner had he dropped the flyer off than Dirk was banging on our door. 
Abe was still out flyering, but I greeted Dirk as politely as I could, as I could from someone who I absolutely despised. <laughs> Hello, Dirk. I, I, I simply said, "What the f is this?" He screamed through the screen door, and his hand was one of Abe's flyers. Keep your voice down. I turned around to check on Fee, who was gurgling sleepily in her swing. Because <laughs> you hear the spit gurgling. Before I knew what was happening, Dirk had bust through. Oh, <laughs> Dirk had bust through the screen door and had taken Whoa. his arm around my neck. Your N-word husband thinks he can take over and my neighborhood, my territory. Okay. This is getting brutal. Let's hold the phone here, folks. That's messed up. Oh man. Yeah. It's going somewhere. His arm dug into my throat. Please, Dirk, you're hurting me. Tears fell down my cheeks. I was all alone. I nerd. I don't know. I knew. I nerd her. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Dirk was a bully, but I didn't know how he could be dangerous. I could do much worse to you, nigger lover. He pushed me to the floor and stood over me. You tell your darky husband that if he goes through with this haunted house, I'll kill him. No, I'll kill you first, then your little abomination over there, and I'll make him watch. He spit at my face. No one crosses me. <laughs> no one crosses me. <laughs> no one crosses me. With that, he slammed the front door and left me on the ground sobbing. Fee had woken up and was crying as well. Shakily, I got to my feet and called Abe. He told me to call the police, but I was too scared. Dirk was a violent man. I just sat on the floor rocking Fee until Abe came home. He did everything to make me feel safer. He wrapped us up in blankets and made me hot chocolate. With hurt in his voice, he pleaded with me to call the police. I don't want to make it worse, I said softly. But he's a... he's just a bully, a, a racist asshole. I looked him in the eye. You have to promise me you won't do a haunted house this year. Abe's mouth fell open. Come on, that means he wins. I don't care what it means. I don't want that man anywhere near us. Abe shook his head. This haunted house means the world to me. I glared at him. More than me? More than Fee? He didn't say anything. Instead, he kissed my forehead and stroked Fee's face. I could see in his face that he regretted what he said. It was, it was so hurtful, but I knew it came from a place of pain, not cruelty. I put Fee in her crib and went to bed. Abe kissed me deeply. He stroked my hair and whispered that everything would be okay. I felt confident that this was all over. I wish I had been right, but in those blissful hours of sleep I had forgotten the violent monster that was our neighbor. By the time we woke up, Abe made a self-care plan for me. He would buy me a few nights at a hotel over Halloween. That way I would feel safer and free from dark. He said he would, he would stay home and take care of Fee. Although I was nervous to leave, Abe convinced me that it would be the best for everyone. He would keep an eye on the house and make sure nothing sinister went on with Dirk. I begged Abe to come with me. He explained that having a baby around might cause extra anxiety for me. Plus, I deserved a few days to relax. Reluctantly, I left my family for Halloween weekend. I have to admit, it was a wonderful hotel. It had a full spa, a swimming pool, salon, and even a five-star restaurant. My first day, I took advantage of everything. The massages and bubbles, baths did quite a bit to help release my pain and fear. I wrapped myself in a fluffy robe and ordered room service. It was pure luxury. I called Abe a little after five. He said everything was fine. Dirk hadn't bothered him at all. He even let me talk to Fee, who babbled into the phone. I giggled. <laughs> I was so blessed. 
Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Abe told me to just take care of myself and come home once tomorrow is over. Um, but I, but <laughs> I just want to make a guess. Uh, comes home to raving reviews of the haunted house that their house had become uh, with their dead bodies in the house. Uh, and everyone's like, wow, how do you... Those are some great practical effects. Those look, those look like real dead bodies. Oh, like Zoink Scoob. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I assume. What uh, you got any guesses? Uh, yeah, my guess is that the whole baby thing with the carriage thing, that's gonna be Ophelia is gonna be dead. Oh. That it was um, that it was foreshadowing. Nice. But I don't know about the rest of the family if they're gonna die. I feel like one of the two will stay alive, if anything. Like, one of the two parents. Abel or, uh, the main girl. Mm -hmm. On Halloween morning, I awoke in a cushy bed covered in delicate blankets, feeling incredible. My night had been full of dreams of Dirk moving away. I stayed in bed leisurely until I got hungry. I wandered down to the restaurant and treated myself to the largest waffle I'd ever seen. I then spent the afternoon getting my nails done. I felt great. Around four, I called Abe to check in. He didn't answer. I figured maybe he was running an errand. Mm -hmm. I went back to my room and called again at 4.30. Still, no answer. D-E-D, -E dead. <laughs> my chest got tight. It wasn't like Abe not to answer the phone. I called again at 4.45. After still no answer, I started to panic. I called Paul and Jake, and Paul answered. Hey, love, what's up? He sounded surprised to hear from me. I was wondering if you might be willing to check on Abe and Fee. He isn't answering the phone and I'm getting worried. He laughed. <laughs> I just saw him. He's fine. I breathed a long sigh of relief. <sighs> oh, thank God, Paul. I was so scared. <laughs> the only thing to be scared of is your house, Paul chuckled. Sounds like it's opening up soon. I paused. What are you talking about? Your house, Paul said, confused. Abe's been working on it all weekend. It looks amazingly creepy. Your guy's definitely going to be Dirk this year. I begin to hyperventilate. <laughs> as quick as possible. <laughs> this couldn't be true. Paul, listen to me closely. Are you saying Abe is putting on a haunted house? Yes. Paul probably thought I was insane. Is everything okay? I tried to respond, but the phone fell from my hand. I could hear Paul talking on the other end, but I, I couldn't handle it. Abe had broken my trust. He'd gone behind my back, he, and he had endangered us. Who knew what Dirk could do to him or to Fee? Without a word, I gathered my things, hanged up on a concerned Paul. I left the hotel without checking out. I had to get home as soon as possible. The streets were full of people in costumes. There was a ton of traffic. I anxiously waited for the lights to turn green. A man on the street in front of me started screaming, and I nearly rear-ended the car in front of me. I was completely on edge. Too many people looked dead. Too many monsters. I tried to go as fast as I could, but it took me over an hour to get home. After I arrived, I had barely recognized it. Eve had transformed the entire outside of the house into a ramshackle hovel. That's going to fit perfectly. Good. A ramshackle hovel. <laughs> he used broken boards to construct a facade covering the front. That's cool. Out of one window hung a very realistic-looking body, which twitched with the wind hitting it. Mm-hmm. I wonder why it looks so realistic. There was a large sign by the door painted in red. Come in, but don't expect to come out. That's what she said. <laughs> I watched as some of our neighbors entered the house giggling in fear. Abe was nowhere to be seen. No crap. Terrified, I parked the car and went inside. The first thing I heard was a baby crying. 
It didn't sound like Fee, but the noise unnerved me. I could hear screams from other people inside the house. Abe had removed all our things and replaced every single room with disturbing imagery. The front hall was padded in something that looked like breathing flesh. That's sick. The living room was the scene of a suicide. A man lay on the floor surrounded by paper. The paper was littered with the scribbles of a madman. On the walls were more ramblings, but these included the names of people in the neighborhood. I checked to see if the man on the floor was Abe, but he wasn't. I had no idea who it was, but it was definitely not a mannequin. Fuck. Mom? <laughs> the dining room was covered in creepy dolls. Some of them moved unexpectedly. One even reached out and I swear grabbed my shirt. I don't know how Abe made them, but they were so disturbing. One of the dolls kept taking off her dress and putting it back on. That's not disturbing or creepy or sexual or... <laughs> Boop, and it's off. And it's poof, and it's, and it's on. <laughs> Boop, and it's off. Boop, and it's on. It's probably the most terrifying part of this. And you're just, like, looking at it like, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> she had deep red paint between her legs. That's um, disturbing. Well, she was changing... She was trying to be conscientious of her of her hygiene she was trying to change her clothes and she looked around and she was like this is not the place to take off my dress this is british. not this is not the place to be changing my bloomers i'm british <laughs> that's how british people talk they say i'm i'm british to help you when you look at someone british just, you're like hi and they go i'm british that's how they do it take off me trousers in the in the gumbo jump you know they, they just say random words if, that's, if I've learned anything from movies, which are obviously accurate mm -hmm. in every way, shape, or form, it's that they always talk like this with the high-pitched British shrill. Pure fact. Every fact. Everything I say is fact. I ran into the next room, which was the kitchen. It was a butcher shop. Slabs of meat were tossed across the floor. Everything was rotting. Real flies and rats feasted on the remains. The fridge was shaking as though somewhere were inside. I screamed, Abe, Abe, come out right now. But no one responded. A group of young girls rushed by me, shrieking with frightful delight. I bit my lip and climbed the stairs toward the bedroom. I was dumb. Ape had gone too far. He had ruined our house. I finally got upstairs and heard someone throwing up in the bedroom. I walked in and saw that the bedroom was basically untouched. I stepped cautiously, knowing that at any minute something scary would pop up. The large witch Ape had created was sitting on the bed. But she wasn't plugged in. That's when I noticed Jake throwing up in the corner. I approached him slowly. Jake, are you... When he saw me, he jumped up and grabbed my shoulders. His eyes were crazy. Get out, he yelled. Get outside, now! I shook him off. So you're part of the shitstorm, too? Shitstorm! Hey! Shout out, super best friends, shitstorm. Been watching their uh, 31 Days of Halloween Let's Plays. Really fantastic. I haven't started watching that. Shitstorm is so great. No, they, I know, but I have never... Do they do it every year? They, they, It's their sixth shitstorm. Okay. They do it every Halloween, and mm -hmm. they play either a different game every day for the 31 days of Halloween, mm -hmm. or they play, they split it up into episodes, and they play, like, one or two parts. Their first, October 1st, was Perception, which I thought was a crazy-looking game. I'll it's have the, to check it out. The blind one. Oh, yeah, and you can, like... Echo location. It echoes around, and, like, you can only see via that... They, they yeah. also just played uh, Little Nightmares. That really game cool. looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like, and creepy, and it has that, like, um, Jack, Jack and the Beanstalk meets a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I realized Jake was crying. No, just please go outside. Paul called the police. I don't know what happened. We can't find Abe. A dead cold spread through my body. What happened? I demanded. Please, he begged. Go outside and wait for the police. 
That's when I heard the group of girls start to scream. They were in the room, across from the bedroom. The nursery. Called it. Any control I had left was gone. I ran from Jake into the next room. Fee's crib was in the middle of the floor. The scene was pure white except for the mobile. 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 How do you. Mobile. Mobile. That hung over her bed. It's such a weird word to use in that, but it is a mobile, the thing that spins. Yeah. Instead of the planets that usually hung, there was a noose. Attached to the noose was a dead body of a baby, twirling slowly. That's disgusting. I clutched my chest. It couldn't be. It had to be fake. The corpse spun just a little further, and I saw the face. Her face. My beautiful Ophelia, hanging like a bloated maggot from the rope. Her skin was white. There was no blood on her, just vomit and deep marks where she was bound. I fell backward, something deeply human inside of me howled. Jake was suddenly beside me, trying to help, but I threw him back. That bastard, Dirk, had gotten his revenge. Tears welled up, but I refused to let them fall. I stormed out of the house. I knew Dirk had Abe as well. I would stop whatever sick and twisted thing he was doing to my husband. Jake kept calling for me to stop, but I only had eyes for the house next door. I had no fear. I ran past his tiny wife who looked terrified of me. I didn't flinch at the jump scares or the gross decor inside the house. I would find him. Dirk. I whistled menacingly. Dinkelberg. I'm, I'm Dinkelberg. I'm coming for you. I don't even know what the inside looked like. I didn't care. I only had one mission, to find the monster who did that to my daughter. It only took me a few minutes to find Dirk on his lawn, prowling in an insect costume. When he saw me, his eyes fired with rage. You bitch, he hissed. I, t I told you not to let your nigger husband, I finished for him, grabbing the shovel next to the house, not to let my black husband make a stupid fucking haunted house. You're such a pathetic sack of shit that you care more about this one thing than about my child's life. It was totally Abe. He was trying to sell that haunted house. Yeah, definitely. His rage subsided into confusion. I... No, you don't get to talk. I don't know where I got the strength, but I lifted the shovel and clocked him in the jaw. He fell to the ground with a satisfying bang. You're a fucking monster, you know that? I kicked him in the stomach. After I find out what you did to my husband, I'll fucking kill you. He moaned in pain. I have no idea what you're talking about. No? I slammed him again and again in the stomach. You truly are an insect. I hovered the heel of my shoe over his left eye and pressed down. His eyeball popped like a grape. He was now screaming. Pain is too good for you. I'll make you wish you had never spoken a word to my family. Jake ran onto the scene. He was flanked by Paul and two police officers who had their guns drawn. Paul took Jake's hand in fear. Jake started talking in a soft tone. Honey, you need to come with us. I turned to them, finally letting the tears out of my eyes. You saw what he did to my baby? Jake was crying too. No, you don't understand. I understand that he strangled Fee until her little heart stopped beating. My hands were in fists. Jake turned to Paul, who took over. Honey, Dirk didn't kill her. My body was shaking so much I nearly fainted. He did. 
he killed her and he probably killed Abe too. Who? If it just, she's saying she's she's saying Jake Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He killed her and he probably killed Abe too. Okay. I can't find him. He threatened me last week. He told me he would do this. I don't know anything about last week, but we know who did he didn't hurt Ophelia. Paul moving towards me lifted a gentle hand. Abe turned himself in 20 minutes ago. What? The world suddenly was still. I couldn't hear anyone crying or screaming. It was quiet. The words hung in the air inaudible. I could almost see them touch them. When I came back to reality, I'd been handcuffed by one of the officers. Paul was trying to speak to me as they led me away. I couldn't understand. Nothing made sense. Paul began to yell, please don't take her to the station. Let her stay with us. She's grieving. She didn't know. But they took me to the station anyway. I was arrested for disorderly conduct. And for popping a guy's eyeball. Like a and almost killing grape. him. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. After taking my statement, they decided to let me go back to Paul and Jake's. They held me as I cried. They held my hands as I screamed. And finally, after hours and hours, they tucked me into their bed to let me sleep. If it weren't for them, I might have ended up, I might have ended my life that night. I'm still staying with them now as their full-time nanny. We've kind of created a new little family for ourselves and we don't celebrate Halloween. Happy Halloween, fuckers! Hey, boy! In some rare speck of humanity, Dirk didn't press charges against me. I think he almost respected me for what I had done. He wears an eye patch now and never speaks to me. But when he sees me, he lifts his chin in admiration. The violence I enacted made me more like him. I don't like to think about it. I saw Abe twice after that. Once at his trial, where he was sentenced to 35 years in prison for the murder of our daughter, when the judge asked him about that night, he spent hours in joyful description of building the house and setting up the scenes. He exclaimed that he had officially won. His was the best haunted house anyone had ever seen, and Ophelia had been the linchpin to secure his victory. A month before the trial, I requested a meeting with him. His lawyer strongly opposed it, but he made the final choice. I went to the prison where he was being held. He sat behind a thick wall of glass. He looked horrible. I wasn't sad about it. I lifted the receiver and pressed it to my ear, and he did the same. We sat in silence for too many moments, then finally, in as strong a voice as I could muster, I asked, Why? He looked away from me. Isn't it obvious? When his eyes slid back into place, there was something crazy in them. His forlorn look morphed into a sinister smile. I held my breath. All he said was, I loved Halloween more than I ever loved you. Same. Yeah, same, honestly. <laughs> What'd you think of Halloween Fever? Good. <clears throat> I like the line at the end, but I think they definitely could have cut a little bit at the end where, like, she does the stuff, and then she sees him in the vehicle, and he says that. Like, they didn't have to go through the rest of it. Yeah, I agree. But it was good. You know, it's... It, you, we, we, as writers and appreciators of art, are not... It, we really can't approach this with the critical yeah, eye. Yeah, it's hard to. It's very hard. Uh, it's very <laughs> hard not to. I, I fucking love Halloween, and I feel like uh, if uh, if anyone in my family were to go crazy like that, it would be my dad because he goes fucking nuts for Halloween every yeah. year. He's the kind of guy who would be like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have a baby so I could have it be the baby Jesus in our Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Christmas uh, scene. Use whatever he can. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Halloween. It's October. It's Halloween season. It's it's fucking Halloween night at the point of this episode being yeah. released. Uh, what does Halloween mean to you? Okay, so as a kid, my parents... It's not that they weren't okay with Halloween, but they weren't okay with where I lived. Halloween was a lot darker than I feel like this neighborhood where it was only usually the older kids and the and the adults and like there was like people with chainsaws and screaming and and that was around the craze of people are putting thing like bad things in your candy. So yeah, no the early 90s were very were very nuts. The late the early to late 90s. And that happened near our neighborhood where someone found razor blades in their candy. Oh dude, I lived in Allentown as a child I was, like I was Fullerton. Yeah. I was right next to it. You were Fullerton, yeah. I was right next to it. Yeah. And one or two streets away, someone found something sharp in their candy. You were over here, and I was at Jordan Circle. Yeah, you were right across. I was very... I was across the one bridge. Yeah. Um, It was crazy for me as a kid. Yeah. And I didn't celebrate it until, I'm going to say, I was in like sixth, seventh grade. Once I had moved, I'd already moved out of the neighborhood. We were here for a little bit and I didn't care because when you grow up and you're not given something, then you don't, at least in my case, you I didn't miss really, it. I didn't miss it because I never given. had it. Yeah. Um, just like we didn't have TV a lot of the time. Like we have TVs as I'm sitting here with like how many screens in the room. Yeah. You got we, four screens. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always had like TVs, but like we played games on it or watch movies, but we didn't have television. We didn't have cable. So I never miss cable. And in the same, like, why would I want commercials? You know? Yeah. I have Netflix, but in the same way, never had Halloween. Didn't miss it until you had it. I had it. And at that point, for me, it was just super fun to be with my friends. And since I'm the nerdy one of the group, before I met you guys, mm-hmm. I didn't have many friends that were like wanted to cosplay or wanted True. to do stuff like that. They were like, True. that's what nerds or losers do. And I'm like, but I am a nerd and a loser. As early as fifth grade, yeah. I've been hand making my own that's costumes. Awesome. I don't know what happened. It, it, what sparked everything, it? Everything was store bought until that point. Um, I had been anything from creepy to fantastical. Um, my parents always let me pick my costumes. That's six. I remember being like Peter Pan when I was like six and like my aunt dropped me. Um, and, and I just, I ended up like turning to the room and telling them to stop laughing because I apparently fell very funnily. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good family. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was kicking my aunt, and I wanted candy, and she dropped me. So, um, boy, <laughs> uh, I also remember being Scream, uh, Ghostface, oh, I, at, at some time. point. Um, and I and I was probably in third or fourth grade when I was Ghostface. That's awesome. Um, it yeah. was it was like right when Scream came out, and my dad my dad let me watch it, so um, I was really into it. Um, first costume, fifth grade. Uh, I I made my mom. I told her, like, we need to go to thrift stores, we need to go shopping, I mm-hmm. need to get certain colors, and I yeah. need to get certain kinds of clothes. And I did fucking uh, Super Saiyan. I, I got awesome. I got the yellow hair dye, and I and I built my own uh, little, little boots, um, orange pants, blue undershirt, and then I cut up an That's orange shirt. That's so cool shirt. that you did that all together. I cut up an orange shirt, and I was like, I'm a... I'm a Master Roshi training, uh, House of Roshi trainer. I am a Saiyan. I don't know if I said I was Goku exactly, but I probably wanted to be. Yeah. Um, and it even got to the point where, like, I used cardboard to make, like, 
Saiyan shoulder oh, armor cool. and body armor and shit, and I, I told myself that if I if I didn't want to spray the shit in my hair, that I could be like, I could just spike it with gel and call myself like Vegeta or something. Yeah, and, with the darker hair, yeah. Yeah, and just wear blue underneath. But um, I would say that's the that's the earliest I've been making costumes. Is that what sparked it for you? Um, yeah, I think that that's the that's the earliest I can remember, and that. I don't think it's what sparked it. I think learning about cosplay sparked it, mm-hmm. which is around the time I was doing a lot of superhero costumes yeah. for like comic conventions, and um, the ease of access of buying some of these comic pieces, um, costume pieces that are very uh, articulate and hard to make. So sometimes yeah. it would be like make the rest of the costumes, buy a nice piece. It eventually got to the point where, like, I could make Scarecrow from Arkham Asylum entirely out of scratch. Yeah, which, and, by the way, where is you know it's like I would gorgeous s- looking. The the most I would go out of the way to do something is buy a battery pack and then buy buy uh, pieces, buy light fixtures like light ropes to mm-hmm. run through the serum fingers. Um, I lost the battery pack though, so I can't light it up anymore. But you know, it's as simple as buying a thirty dollar battery pack and seeing if the wires. Yeah, still that's work. awesome. But um that's probably the coolest costume I ever made. Lately it's like Harry Potter, Willy Wonka, um Jack Skellington. I loved my Jack Skellington costume. Um I, I love loved making it. I tailored a suit for myself with tails. Um I handmade the tie i bought the gloves because the long jack skellington fingers they actually sell now oh, that's nice that's helps. i dyed my hair gray painted my whole face painted my neck and like i wore like a legit suit to like a, a halloween party that's so awesome um and the ma- and the makeup was on point that night definitely so the admiration I, for all that oh dude i i love i love costumes i love halloween i love i love halloween so, you know, Halloween, what it means to me is, like, getting in a costume and doing something fun and going out and, like, being out and, like, in the world and it's accepted. It's accepted because it's the seasonal thing. As this episode comes out, I- I'm going to be at a party getting shit-faced in my Jason costume. Heck yeah. So, it's gonna be a time. Definitely. Um, I think, for me what Halloween is, yeah, is uh, for a lot of people like yourself, I guess I'm more of an outsider who enjoys watching it. I enjoy seeing it, but I, I don't always like partaking in terms of like, because for me, it takes up a lot of energy to be social. True. Other than a one or two person thing. True. One, two people, I can be myself. But for me, I think what it is, is the ability to comfortably, even though I do watch, you know, Halloween movies all year, it's for me, it's a tradition, like Christmas. You're a lover of horror, so it's second nature for you to enjoy things from an aesthetic, from an outside. Yeah. From a uh, voyeur. I'm very much, yeah, I'm very much just this outsider, and I love it. I love watching, frick, kill me. Captain Death. I was just say death, but it's... Death, 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 the doo-wop, the doo-wee-doo. I love watching Captain Death take these ideas and make these beautiful costumes over the years. And I've always been, I wouldn't say jealous, but happy. Like I get enjoyment out of seeing them. It's gotten to the, no, like honestly, I'm not trying to make myself sound professional at all, but it's it's gotten, it's gotten to the point where like I've had hour long conversations with people I don't know. 
at conventions, at horror or comic conventions. You're freaking good at it. About putting pieces together to the point where, like, they, they, like... They ask if they can pay me to make them something, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. I will teach you because, you know, it, give a man a fish, and he will be yeah. fed. Teach the man to fish, and he will feed himself for the rest of his life. So it's like, <laughs> stop it. You're making me feel bad by acknowledging it now. Um, I'm very hungry, folks. I didn't eat anything. I, I went to bed at 7 o'clock in the morning today, and I woke up and came here. It's 6, <laughs> it's 6 p.m. We need to feed this We need to feed this boy. I'm a big boy, and I've got a big appetite this We need Halloween. to feed him. Um, yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a good seg for this next story. This is the last story yeah. in this episode. Um, I thought it was relevant because I was going to bring it up which was, even around the area as a kid, there was a lot of stuff about fucked up things happening in the Halloween season with, with candy. Like, yeah, and it was uh, real. Razor blades in, in candy bars and in apples and shit, and uh, I think someone started putting, like, poison or something. Yeah, so they would take a syringe... And inject... And inject candy bars, so if you saw little you needle would, dots... You would have to look... It got to the point where I remember at least three Halloweens where my mom, being a very paranoid and conscious individual, said, like, don't just blindly eat candy, check the wrappers. If there's a crease, if it's open, if it's even a little bit open, toss it. And I absolutely would because it was a it was yeah. a real thing. My parents wouldn't even let me. They would buy it for me. Like you want candy? We're giving you a mini Halloween. Here's your candy. Don't you dare because it was so Don't bad in you our dare area. Go out and actually yeah. eat the stuff you find. Yeah. Um. It it was a. I I hate people that do this. It's to, disgusting. To this is the one time a year, where weirdos, can be, publicly. Not only accepted, but like regarded. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm considered weird as a kid liking horror. I was I was the weirdest fucking kid. But let yeah. me tell you, but this was going our time to, to Halloween parties in high school with my costumes. I have never been more like. Like, take pictures with me, because that Halloween costume's all... I did, like, a ventriloquist dummy at, at when I, I think I was a sophomore in high school. That's awesome. And, like, everyone in the party was, like, sit in that rocking chair across the room and just sit there and rock back and forth and let me take pictures of you. And then... And That's I, awesome, yeah. It was just, it was just a it's, fun time. It's a place where we are acknowledged. And luckily, society has definitely grown with it. You know, society's liking some we've of this... We've gotten safer with it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, as a kid... To as segue, a, we yeah, as a kid, it was bad. It I was we tough. heard so many stories because nowadays I've told people that like jokingly, and they're like, "Oh, that's not real," and I'm like, "You're kidding, no, that's right?" Absolutely I've happened. seen it. That's happened around here. Um, this next story is called "Tainted Candy." Um, this one is this one is from an, uh, a source called Unsettling Stories. I won't let my kids trick or treat this Halloween. Not after what happened last year. Not when half the town's parents are still in mourning. And every other week you see cribs and twin-sized beds by the curb for anyone to come and buy and pick them up. They're stark reminders that the losses cut deep around here. The pain's still there. And even if those wounds have started to heal for some, they'll always, always itch. Last year, kids received tainted candy. 55 got sick and 31 died. Shit. Yeah. It was all over the news, so I don't need to go into background story that you already know. My girls were lucky. They're both allergic to peanuts, so they just gave them the candies to their friends. Friends they don't have anymore. 
Frick. That's bad. Fuck. That hurts, man. Um, that's sad. That's a, that's missing a bullet, man. Missing a bullet and then watching your like and missing watching a friend, your friend take die. It. That'd be <laughs> like that'd be me being it. like, hey, I don't like this candy bar. You can have it, and then you die, and like I just killed you technically, even though it's not my fault. Fuck. It would hurt. The guilt. Yeah, and you, you're dead. You don't have guilt, but I have the guilt. Mm. You dead, girl. That was, that was some good candy, though. Yeah, as long as you enjoyed the candy, <laughs> then it was worth the death, right? Oh, I could go for some candy right now. You can go. Some, we'll get some candy. I have some candy. Well, give me a second. <laughs> I remember my shift in the ER when the kids started trickling in. It took a few days. The first one was on November 3rd. Or Which is actually the day of our second, our post-Halloween Halloween special side B is going to be on November 3rd. Okay. Today. Well, it so says pretty cool. a four-year-old named... Regina was there. Regina. Regina. <laughs> so if we, if on the third, we'll check check your no, local newspapers, people. For if, Regina. For a Regina. <laughs> I think they mean Regina, but we'll go with no, Regina. No, it's def- it's, uh, it's Hungarian. It's run- Regina. A four-year-old named Vagina. <laughs> she was having trouble breathing. At first, we thought it was an allergic reaction, but none of the treatments seemed to work. As she got worse... It was only after we'd scoped her to get a look inside her lungs that we realized what was happening. By then, it was too late. She died on the table. Three more young kids came in that night. They all died. The next day, the trickle became a flood. Older kids joined the younger ones with troubling breathing. They seemed worse off than the kids from the night before. The initial symptoms had given way to the secondary ones before death. So we had to deal with the shock and terror they were experiencing as the condition progressed. The CDC representatives arrived not long after 10 more had died, and they were able to quickly trace the source to contaminated candy. The local chocolate producer was determined to be at fault, and a speedy investigation revealed exactly how the candies were contaminated. The business was shut down. The owners are still tied up in court cases for their negligence and refusal to comply with proper importation safeguards. Like I said, after a year, it's still fresh in the minds of so many families. They'll go their whole lives associating the holiday with death and devastation rather than fun and excitement. Such a fucking nightmare. I, I know, that sounds awful. Out of respect for that, few yards are decorated for Halloween nowadays. There are some pumpkins on front steps, but no real displays. Well, there'd be one. A Japanese family who moved into town in August had been mostly unaware of the circumstances surrounding the tragedy. They bought the house across the street from me, excited to celebrate Halloween in America for the first time. They decorated their lawn with skeletons, pumpkins, monsters, and spiders. A couple neighbors visited the day, uh, the next day and carefully explained to them what happened the year before. The decorations were down within an hour. Well, that's kind of sad. That is, because they want to have fun. Yeah. It wasn't that anyone was angered by the t- decorations that were there. Most of them were fine. But Japanese would probably be the respectful. Oh, definitely. If, if anything, a lot more respectful than Americans. Yeah, probably. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Look at me. Remember your kid died? <laughs> and then the Japanese are like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so, so sorry I'm for so dishonoring sorry. I had you. no idea. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to bring dishonor to this holiday at all. <laughs> Americans are so bad. Uh, we are. Most of them were fine. Had they just left three or four things up, no one would have complained. Heck, some people who, who were lucky enough to not have been touched by the tragedies might have appreciated a little Halloween spirit. But for some, seeing that one thing was just too much. Even I, who hadn't lost anyone, cringed a little when I saw the setup. It made me think back to that night on November 3rd when Regina came in. 
I remembered the scope going down into our lungs. I remembered how we stared at the screen in a combination of horror and fascination. It wasn't a skeleton or a pumpkin or a monster that had killed those children. It was the spiders. The millions of tiny black spiders whose eggs had been in the cocoa powder decorating the finished chocolate and peanut butter candies. Okay, nightmares. Nightmares for weeks. You're, you're an actual arachnophobic? Yeah, as a kid, I was locked... This is good for this, real quick, guys. Yeah, as a kid, yeah. I was locked in a car, I mean, because it was driving and the cars were locked, and it, it was a four-seater with two doors, and um, um, a thousand eggs hatched all over me, and my brother, who actually has no memory of this, but my parents do, he blocked it out, that's how bad it was. Holy fuck. And I was like five or six years old and I was just screaming as the car is moving down like a highway I'm screaming as all these little baby almost invisible spiders were crawling inside of my mouth my eyes all over me holy fuck like if you've ever seen a bunch of spiders hatch it's not one it's like a thousand it's like a million and they were all over me it was all over the car because we left the window open a little bit usually and there was a tree above it we got that tree chopped down because of that actually it only took us yeah there was one up front and we had it there for a while afterwards but then more spiders kept always laying eggs around that area and like I got bit all the time underneath Mm -hmm. that tree and people are like, oh, I got bit by a spider once. It sucked. I'm like, I get bit once a week. I remember you told me a story about how uh, you were pouring cereal one day. Because <laughs> you tend to leave cereal boxes open. Oh, yeah. I have cereal boxes on the floor that are open I, right I now. I just noticed it earlier before we were recording. I was like, no wonder the fucker has spiders in his cereal. But you told me one day that you were eating cereal and you had legit swallowed... I've had two accidents with spider with um insects in my cereal. One, somehow <laughs> doesn't make good cereal. Ant got in my um got in my it's circles uh, Cheerios. Yeah. Cheerios. <laughs> and I was eating them I didn't notice until I felt something crawling up my throat. Oh, fuck. And I coughed and all oh, these little fuck. all these little ants came out. Oh, fuck. And look, I am not afraid of ants. Obviously that's gross, but yeah, I was more I mean, offended. They were crawling up but they were crawling in my side of my throat and it tickled and it was uncomfortable and I was so pissed off those little douchebags and it ruined my bowl of cereal and I looked and the whole thing was covered but the worst one I'll never forget the taste of a spider egg I was eating cereal and I just it wasn't a crunch it was like a and I like spit out and this little ball came out of my mouth but it was like it wasn't one spider egg it was like a cluster in one and it was almost like turned greenish and it had a sour metallic taste to it no, and no. I'll never forget that taste in my life. No, no, Every no. time I eat cereal, I always have this little thing in the back of my head, like, if it, what if it's a spider egg? I should have warned you. Unsettling, <laughs> unsettling stories usually goes to bugs and body horror. Sometimes a mix of the two. We've read them on a lot of episodes. They're fantastic writers. This this group of people. I've, I have have read, uh, heard, not read. I've heard some of them, but I didn't know it was uh, unsettling stories. Yeah, they I didn't always, know the, name of it. The, the minute they said uh, spiders' eggs, I was like, fuck, this makes sense. I mean, I'm okay with this, totally, guys. I just, I wanted to show you that this stuff oh, no, is scary a, in real that's life. A good, that's a good byline. It's messed up. The kids who suffocated before the spiders had exited their lungs were the lucky ones. <clears throat> it was those in the waiting room or car or ambulance who hacked and coughed up clouds of them as they died who had it worst. The Japanese family apologized profusely mm-hmm. as they removed all the decorate, mm-hmm. decorations, declarations of independence. Man, I was going to say that. It was, <laughs> obvious, it was obvious they were mortified. As I watched them out the window, I saw Geechee wave his wife, I, over to have a close look at the lawn. You didn't even mess up the names, I'm impressed. I've been watching a lot of anime. <laughs> her, eyes, her eyes widened, and she put her hand over her mouth. I couldn't see what they were looking at, but I knew what it was. 
Ever since last November, there had been webs all over the place. <coughs> small, only the size of a quarter, but immediately recognizable as being from the same Honduran spider that had been accidentally imported by the chocolate shop owners. That's disgusting. The town's infested with them. I try not to get too close to the cor corners and eaves of my house because I know they'll be there. Harmless, but there. Just another cruel reminder, one of many. That's hilarious. From oh, dude, there, uh, there, story's not over yet. <coughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, let me let me finish this one paragraph. Yeah. I haven't touched a piece of chocolate in over 350 days. <laughs> Dang. I, you would think it would have been years. I know, same. It would have been years if I, you know, years ago I saw multiple kids die from eating chocolate. I would never eat chocolate ever again. Yeah, same. I dread having to use the scope when I'm at work in the ER. And nearly every night I dream about how it all happened, only to jolt awake with the feeling of spiders squirming through my lungs and sinuses. That's good. Fuck yeah. That's, that's, that's messed up. That's a good that's a good finish. So this this Halloween season, make sure to uh not eat that, that Honduran chocolate you got from your aunt or your coworker. Alright? Cause uh probably has spider eggs in it. What I was gonna say was, um this uh this season, like what I will say, like the fall um, bugs going into hiding and, and nesting and all that shit um, for winter. Uh, my house, the house I've been at for the last 13 years, has continued to get worse when it comes to spiders. Um, that entire front hill is now full of spiders' webs. It looks awesome when Halloween is around, but it's not to awesome. To walk through it, to it's feel that awesome on you. to go around there. Um, we've started getting... Uh, garden spiders but bigger and bigger variants over the last couple years and there came a point where one uh one fall i believe before my brother moved out which was probably you know five years ago uh we had to go out with like mops and brooms and you know we, i remember like i put on like fucking armor to go out there because we were on a spider killing uh you know mission yeah we were tasked to clear our fences of spider webs and spiders and yeah. let me tell you there were hundreds hundreds and i'm talking like the size of like my thumb oh my gosh with like the striped legs and shit and it's just like they've every once in a while i'll go outside to have a smoke and i'll look up and i'll see a giant web and, I, and i'll look to the right and i'll see like guy like red guy like that big with you know striped, striped legs and i'll just let it go man I'll just let it go. I can't. I can't even go near him. I can't even go near. What him if it anymore. jumped at you? Um, that's actually happened. I've walked through a web before, and then there was a point last year where I kept telling, I kept introducing myself to people. This I'm gonna have to cut it, but I kept introducing myself as first name walks through webs, last name. So mm -hmm. I said a lot of people thought I was joking, but the truth is, is like a lot of my house has like walkways, like archways perfect for spiders to build webs but sometimes they get a little too uh overzealous and they start to do it in the middle of a walkway oh and our entire outside banister line with stairs and stuff Are you still living there runs yeah runs that mm -hmm. way and i walk through spiders webs through in that house yeah not only outside but inside that house like every week Good luck in the basement. And sometimes. there and there are some times where it's like I have to walk into a bathroom and like actually check myself out because I'll be like horrified. I'll I'll remember that one time a fucking spider like was actually on me when I walked through a web. I thought it was like miraculous circumstance that shit like that would, had happened, but you know, 
this Halloween season, folks, uh, watch out for them spoopy spiders. And if you feel an itchy feeling in your gut, it might be spider eggs hatching. Yeah, you might have eaten that bad Butterfinger. The reason, uh, you know they're thinking about discontinuing Butterfingers? Why? Exactly. What what did my they do point, wrong? I don't point, eat them, but I'm sure my people point do. Is I, I fucking love Butterfingers. There you go. We have one person right here. I won't go out of my way to buy them, which is probably why they're going downhill. But uh, as a kid, getting a Butterfinger in trick or treating was always like a gold mine. Like that was one. Yeah. Of, that was one of the top tier grabs. Reese's cups, full ones that they would give you sometimes, and Twix. I was like the <clears> special <throat> the special Reese's where it was like a Reese's and a half. Yeah. Because it was like a shape. Because like they were thick, pump, the shapes were like, like big. A pumpkin or a ghost or, or a bat mm -hmm. or a ghost. Yeah, those were tasty. Those were frick. fantastic. Um, yeah, favorite favorite Halloween candy. Um, I always loved the Wonkas, like getting like a little like Laffy Taffy or like a box of Nerds or something. I'm I'm a super fruity individual. So as a kid, that was my favorite was getting those little Nerd boxes because like they would give you more than one usually. They'd throw you a couple. Yeah. And then like if your friends don't like it, I would just hoard all these Nerds. And then mm -hmm. my parents were like, okay, that's gonna last you now like what like three months. And because I'd have so much candy, you'd do nothing but eat Nerds for, for like, three days. Oh, I was gonna even say a day. I would <laughs> gun that stuff, and I would be up on the walls i'd be like i'm no, spider-man it's just sugar and my I'm parents and my parents are just like stop and they're just like probably rolling their eyes and wishing i just wouldn't and then i'd fall asleep you know you know one year uh i i actually i include this on my tinder bio so 50th episode special uh i can admit something that is on my tinder bio Wanna hear it boy um, one halloween i was dressed as spider-man i was i i remember i went trick-or-treating mm -hmm. with my friends i think i was a freshman in high school um, cause you're still allowed to trick or treat in high school. I, I looked young you enough. You and me did in like, when we were like juniors or seniors. Oh no, I went, I went trick or treating every year of high school. I remember Absolute, going with you guys absolutely. and they, some people would roll their eyes and still give us candy. Yeah. Some yelled at us. Yeah. I would say there would be a good two or three that would say you're too old. And I would just say, fuck you. Like you're old. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Continue. uh, there was one year I went as Spider-Man and I hung out with some friends afterwards, mm -hmm. different, different group. And, um, I was, I was past a blunt and, uh, I, you know, I rolled my mask up and I said, that's not the Mary Jane I need, but took a hit and passed it anyway. That <laughs> and, is hot. And I was, that's a good joke. I was Holy crap. looking for that Mary Jane, this, this dressed up as Spider-Man bouncing off the walls and eating candy and shit. That's... That was me as a kid. When I finally got into Halloween and candy stuff, I was like, oh, I, I, I had a Yoda outfit on. And like I had my Yoda lightsaber, and I would just run around. We didn't have a lot of money, so I used that like three years in a row. And I would just run around screaming with my Yoda outfit on, and my parents were like, "Uh huh, <laughs> okay, ready, ready to eat this candy? I am. I am ready for some candy." <laughs> just the dumbest accents uh, and the dumbest fuck. noises I could make. I mentioned to Django in passing conversation yeah. that uh, I used we. Were you there? We used to work the haunted hayride. Yeah, I um I was a doctor who was cutting up, uh, someone that was in uh, musical with us. Yeah, our in high school, uh, they con uh, the locals contacted the drama club like every year mm -hmm. to throw some actors at them to switch nights, to come out and do uh the last the last stretch, of the haunted hayride, and we. We were pretty good at it. Definitely. We, we would usually cover movie-related, uh, not too obscure 
like horror tropes. And I remember the, the my my favorite one, the first one I ever made a kid cry out of the like two or three years I did it, was um I was I was dressed as Heath Ledger Joker, which I mm-hmm. talked about earlier. But me and two clown gunmen would jump onto the uh, the hayride. Uh, when people think they're about to get off, we yeah. would jump on it. And I would ask people to hand over their possessions, and I would start like acting like I'm I'm like holding a bag out for people to like give me their stuff, and I would always look for like the smallest or biggest yeah. person on the on the thing and just get in their fucking face, and I remember pulling out the fake knife on like this very small boy, and by the time I had hopped off and you know I I I I, I tried to do the voice very well, but it would be like, well. Thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen. And I would like jump off the thing, yeah, and yeah. I remember jumping off at one point, and the one kid was crying. And I remember uh, a, a friend of ours, uh, I'm gonna have to cut his name because he hasn't been on this yet, hmm. also made a kid cry because we would nice. we would yell at people. Okay, we, we would yell at people to give us their stuff, uh, and if anyone said anything. Uh, a friend of mine would would immediately scream, "Shut up!" Like in their face. The year after you did that, I actually was the same role as you. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> um, uh, they changed it up a little bit. Instead of being the Joker, I was just a mad doctor. Okay. And I had some of my metal music. They're like, "Yeah, just play some music, like something messed up." So I played some like heavy metalcore music, and we had these speakers, and it was like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah," and just just screaming so loud, but like really deep screaming. And I was just chopping away. And then at the end of the ride, right there, I'd look at them. And they'd be like, bye. And I had like a syringe in my hand. And I'd sprint up as fast as I could, like runner style, <laughs> jump on the cart and be like, can I have some blood? Yeah. And I'd just be like a, like this messed up <laughs> You're junkie. You're perfect person for I that. know. I was like a messed up junkie doctor. And the uh. first time I did it, guys, I jumped and I missed. And one of the people grabbed, like one of the people was like, I got you. And they were so nice. And they grabbed my arm so I could get on. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> it was so awkward. Like I, it wasn't intimidating because yeah, tr- I, I was like, help getting up. I needed help getting because yeah, I jumped always, too early. That was always a bitch climbing onto the back of that while uh, running as while fast as you could. While it's moving, yeah, yeah. That's always. I, I thought it was awesome. I loved working there, yeah. and I and I worked at Dorney Park during Haunt. That's awesome for uh, two years, and uh, I loved being able to get the zombie makeup and then go do my job, um, drawing people as zombies if they so requested it. Um, I was a caricature artist. So that's why these cartoons on the YouTube that I hope people have started checking out, um, because the YouTube has been going on. We've been uploading episodes at half the rate as the episodes so that it gives reason for people who find the YouTube to listen to the podcast or the people who listen to the podcast go back go back and rewatch, re-watch the episodes him, yeah. on YouTube with the, the custom art I have drawn now that we're 50 episodes in there are, there are at least I believe actually this week your first episode just got put up on YouTube damn so we are episode 28 is now up on YouTube and that was my first one and this is the 50th but at this point of the episode airing it'll man. be uh, yeah Goatman was so fucking was solid was so good um, at the point of this coming out It'll actually be episode thirty or episode thirty-one mm. that comes out that that week. But um, yeah, check out the YouTube if yeah. you haven't. It's it's. I, was it the first or the second episode where I was like, we were in hysteria by the end, and like you're like, okay, it's time to leave, and I was just like, yeah. That, that was that was your second one. Yeah, that, that was great. Uh, your second episode, psychosis. I believe that was thirty-eight. Really, just like if there's any like message. Like PSA, I think I did a bunch of PSAs with Django. It's like PSA, uh, this Halloween, like be careful, 
the world is a very, very dangerous place. And, you know, Halloween is a time for the weirdos to come out, but, like, it's also, like, I also have to say it like this, it's also a time where the weirdos come out. And they want to play, and they... You get what I'm saying? Like, it's a time where the weirdos come out. And they blend in, and that's why it's creepy. Yes. So, like, be careful. Be careful. Have have a yeah. nice Halloween season, and uh, be sure to come back and check for... Uh, Part two. You know, ho- post, post-Halloween breakdown uh, next next Friday. And if you hear your door jingling, uh, someone might be trying to get into your house and, and give you a treat. And that's where I say you grab that katana that you bought at that... <laughs> Mall. Uh, that you bought at that expo f- when you were in middle school, and you take it off the fireplace mantle from its decorative holster and decorative sheath and you rip that open and you you rip that door open yeah and you chop their hands off and you start stabbing with them with your unsharpened replica blade and you scream senpai notice me from final fantasy 7 cloud or or 8 i guess squall squall's cool i gunblade dude <laughs> gunblade is sick is there is there any 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 final words? Final words this time. Like zoinks, I think it's over. <laughs> Jinkies. That's all scoop.